Good one. Oh, that was that was oh a, yeah, I got some on me. Goddamn, goddamn. We're gonna have to somebody get the get the doctor in the ring. Check my nose. <laughs> check, check my nose. Oh, go, go. Hey, cut me, Earl. Cut, just cut, <laughs> cut me, Earl. Man, you're going hey, for I was talking to Hebner in the back. <laughs> he said it was gonna be a very broken nose. Not a little broken. Not one nostril. No, I'm sorry. I'll tell you all about me. That that fat ass piece of shit sat on my fucking face. You <laughs> <laughs> had to wear a skin grafted mask. Oh my god. Good news is now is Owen Wilson can play Cena's brother in the next Judd Apatow movie he's in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is R. Owen Wilson gets dangerously close to Costner. He kind of does. You got us a job at Google? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is about Hulk Hogan, by the way. <laughs> the New Blood Rising podcast is back, coming off of a very, very hot Bash at the Beach 2000. My God. Mm. But, and, and this all just kind of fell into place. Like, it's just kind of odd how it all just worked out for us that we were going to be talking about him anyway, but I guess it's more timely than ever that we do an episode about Hulk Hogan exiting. This time, we're just talking about exiting WCW, not exiting all of... Well, we'll consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's the that's the notion. That's the objective. There's this great picture on the internet now of Hulk Hogan and, and Chris Benoit in a match, and there's Charles Robinson. This is, actually happened, and, and the caption is like, "What's Robinson looking at? There's nothing in the ring." <laughs> Some of the names are. I saw I saw a SummerSlam triple threat like snipe that had Benoit Punk? versus Punk versus Hogan. <laughs> I was just like, oh, what a match! Have you seen the the one with the. The Duke boys, the General Lee, and instead of the Confederate flag, it says Hulkamania on the top of it. <laughs> I saw the one coming out WrestleMania 7 with the Confederate flag. Another just. I mean, it, I, any way you can find humor in just really what is remarkably a remarkably sad story. Oh, yeah. But that's not this podcast. You no. know, it, we can't, it's, it wouldn't be fair because we're talking about WCW Hogan. So we're talking about 1994 to the year 2000. Well, let's yeah. Let's talk about why he left WWF. Okay. All right. So because that was a surprise, because I got into wrestling right, unfortunately, around WrestleMania nine. 
Yeah. Uh, March to WrestleMania 9. And Hogan does the interview with Beefcake. I mean, hell, we, we got to go back to WrestleMania 8 when he that, Right, that, that, which I didn't even know Quote they did that until yeah. I got the tapes later on. I was like, wow, it looked like he was leaving then. Yeah. So, yeah, he has that match with uh, DiBiase and IRS, and it kind of just ends in a just a clusterfuck, and it's not the main event. Right. Hogan wins the title anyway. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, Brett. <laughs> oh. It was, because it was nuts. I remember that was around the time period when he was with Brutus was the when... The Megamaniacs. Well, that was when they came down here to South Carolina, one of the... And, My and first Beverly WF Brothers. show ever. And they fought the Beverly Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I honestly thought, I was like, Hogan's going to get the tag title. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Because that, I mean, at that point, even though, like, as we've mentioned, as big a fans of the Hitman that yes. we are, of course. I mean, it's Hulk. I mean, it's a kind of undeniable. But I guess the seeds of everything kind of got the, the steroid trial. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's really where it seems like the schism is starting to to happen and everything. But According to the stories that we hear now, Hogan had said he was retiring from wrestling to go to his burgeoning acting career. Right. Yeah. And Vince was like, okay. And then he was filming in Orlando, I believe. And I forget, I think it was Ric Flair. Yeah, it is Ric Flair. He just said it on one of his podcasts recently about yeah, how we... how he just kept pushing Hogan and pushing him, like, you got to come work for WCW, and Hogan didn't want to do it. I'd love to hear that conversation. I would, too. Wouldn't that be a Apparently, there's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like that one where Hogan found Austin at Gold's and was like, hey, brother, you got to come down to TNA. So that's what you want. Uh, exactly. To do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what you, that's what's gonna happen. It's it's so it was so weird because like you know when we all started with like was we as we started with WWF like he was I mean it was it he was the company yeah and then like I remember like I I didn't know if I wanted to keep watching so much once he left after WrestleMania eight so that new generation was tough to take at first and it's not Brett's fault no. as a kid yeah you, you you put pictures of these guys next to each other you gravitate towards Hulk Hogan because he looks like a superhero absolutely and mm-hmm. well, I mean he was, he was looks like hell I mean he had a cartoon yeah he was say your prayers take your vitamins. Eat your vegetables, listen to your parents. And he was the strongest man on earth. Yeah. I don't care, Lex Luger. And, and I think that's where also the impact of VHS. Like, that's when a lot oh, of those yeah. tapes are really hitting of all the previous WrestleManias and some of the other wrestling specials that they had put out. And I remember, and I remember like the two tapes of WrestleMania 3 going. Four. And what's that? Four it was tapes? Four. Was it four? Well, WrestleMania 4 was two tapes. Oh, okay. It's WrestleMania like, 3 was how many? I, I think that was just one. Hmm. But I remember WrestleMania okay. 4 having to rent two tapes, and they actually charged you for two tapes. All like, those bastards. Oh, I hated it. And Take my, that, pick my, Yeah, my grandmother was really surprised when I told her I didn't have any money in my wallet. <laughs> I'll never forget that. But yeah, so I and, you know watch WrestleMania 4, and you're like, oh, Hogan's going to win. Hogan's out in the freaking quarterfinals yeah. or whatever it is. Right. Chance yeah. to win helps Macho Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is interesting by the time like, he does make that, that pseudo comeback in... Two, in uh, in '93, that's mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, this is cool, right? It's it it didn't. It's funny, like now, like how much it bothers us that he comes back to take it, like take the moment from Brett. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it's like he gets in there, he he does the WrestleMania three. I mean, it's it was it, as a kid, it really elevated WrestleMania nine that he came out and just two moves and won the two belt. Two moves, won the belt. Sorry, Yoko. And then like Brett saying, I'm pretty sure it was something like "fuck you, Terry." Just but like you know, he's oh, so disheveled. Charlie knows this because he's in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And kayfabe, Brett's going. Yes, go get avenge me, avenge me for losing to Yoko. 
But in Brett's mind, he's thinking, yeah, you just go take the spot that I earned myself. Yeah, go ahead. Go, go grab the spotlight. Yeah, that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> is that a growing trend? Is that a trend we're going to continue to see? Well, the, yes. thing was, the thing that we hear is that uh, Hogan was supposed to win that title that night, and right. then he was going to drop it to Brett at SummerSlam. Right, this alleged this, photo shoot, right? We've only heard from Brett. Yes. Mm-hmm. No one has ever come out about this. Hogan claims he doesn't even remember this, even though Brett says that there were photo shoots. Probably didn't remember saying some things he did in a certain sex tape either. <laughs> For a while, too. So <laughs> I came out. I can't do that, brother. That's why he won't. Oh, God. Because you told me to go fuck myself, brother. Idiot. <clears throat> so, yeah, Vince. Brett claims Vince was playing mind games with him. And Hogan just retires and goes down to Florida to shoot, I guess, it was Thunder in Paradise. No, he'd already had two successful made-for-TV movies. Well, let's say, so, so, let's say, it's so the weird. The first one's actually pretty good. It, uh, right <laughs> on the cusp of his exit. So, like, he won that belt at nine. And this Monday Night Raw is happening already. And Correct. he's not, he's not like, there. he doesn't show up again until King up, of the Ring. I think he shows up on one just to cut a promo. I don't think he ever wrestled on Raw and, in those early days. And the next time we see him is at King of the Ring where the, the camera guy, the camera blows up in his Mr. face. Mr. Fuji, mm-hmm. disguised as a cameraman. Is that what, did they yeah. finally reveal that? Because yeah. I remember for a time there was no reveal of that. Yeah, he, he, the, he was, decides to pose for a camera. And it was Rikishi. <laughs> I did it. Well, why he was Yoko. he was in the company during that time. He's a family member. Yeah, oh, as Fatu. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so Yoko uh, gets the belt. Hogan's gone, yeah. and of course Yoko pins him with a leg drop. Yeah, <laughs> so awesome. That's a big old gam though. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a devastating leg drop. And so yeah, so then like it's as he said, he does the Thunder in Paradise, and then there's this wind that we start we start catching wind of uh, he's gonna. He's going to WCW. Yeah. And so the next thing I remember well, that is company the company I watch sometimes. Right. Exactly. I, I, I watch to to watch Sting. Right. And, I'm like, or Lex hey, Luger or yeah, that real cartoony guy from that cartoony wrestling federation is coming over here. That was the Oh yeah, that, it's like that's the show with that big fucking scary dude there. That just terrifies the cactus. Yeah, yeah, cactus was yeah. a big deal. But yeah, Hogan's going over there and everyone's talking about you remember the parade? Yes. That's that, that's something I remember and so I'm vividly. Ta- I'm not talking about just like in what we see in flashback videos. I actually remember watching that on television. Yeah. That was that, a big was a deal. Did you kid. notice when you were a kid, did it strike you how much smaller he was? So that's the next well, thing I'm going to That's the next thing we yeah. had to talk about. Yeah, there's a big difference between WWF like 84 to 93, or 92, I should say. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he started dropping it by 93. Yeah. Yeah, to about 93 through 97, Hogan. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's Hulk was on the juice. After the heat that. was on, he had to calm it down. It's the Arsenio the Hall thing. Remember, where like he had to like he he out he outed himself on Arsenio Hall yeah. show, and mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess from that point on, it was just and for the sake of that trial, yep, he cut that out. Yeah, and that's why I just he but did. He, looked so he, he, did he, he looked weird. He didn't look bad. I thought he looked no. great, mm. but yeah. it's a big difference. It's a huge difference. Yeah, did, he look older to me. So, and singularly, I remember, like, I was like, ooh, I'm definitely going to be watching these guys. Did you feel the same way? Like, I, you were, I know you were always, you're a life. Yeah, I mean, that's WCW. why I was saying I was like, because the comparison between WCW and WWF was, WWF was very cartoony. Yeah. Large, I mean, the presentation, I mean, yeah, better production value and stuff. But then here comes Hogan. And so as a kid, I was like, well, that's the guy from the cartoon, and I mean, and all this stuff, and I knew Hogan, I liked Hogan, I had my Rocky Three stuff, I loved it, and then he's coming, so it was a huge deal, but it was like, I, it was like, I don't know if this is going to work, in the back of my, I mean, I didn't understand what I was thinking, but it's like, he just doesn't fit with... I think I was too young, 
because I thought I, I just knew it would work. <clears throat> and uh, I, I think I switched over to WCW for the first time for like a while. Like I was much more invested in what they were doing. Um, and you got to remember at the time, this is 1994. There's no WCW Nitro. There's mm-hmm. no Thunder. There's just Saturday Night. Right. And Clash and, of the Champions. And made, like, Clash of the Champions. And I don't, I don't remember if Worldwide was on yet. But um, I do remember Hogan was on Worldwide at one point with Jimmy Hart. Uh, but it was uh, it was a very interesting time. And, and the fact that we were starting to get promised a possible match between Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. I mean, that right there. I mean, so... Again, this is another one of these things. Like as a kid, it was like it felt all but natural that his first match would be against Ric Flair for the belt. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's it's almost like once somebody gets elevated to that, there are a few guys that this has happened to. Some guys can go back down to other belts. But remember when we used to joke about like certain guys, like you can't picture them with anything but the world title. Right. Like I'm not going to see Stone, Stone Cold, Cold <laughs> European title, very coveted. <laughs> it's just never forget that call. But then like you know, we, we could see other guys like float down to mm. belts, and it's fine. We can Cena's watch John Cena right now. Yeah. yeah, but he's taking that belt back up. But but now like we look at it, it's like. His very first match in, he's wrestling for the world title when there are guys like Sting. There are guys like, there's so many other guys who, who, who've had to, yeah. you know. Steve Austin yeah. is, is high mid-card at this at the, point. At that point, as, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He, he won't. He will not get a world title shot to win. Like the shot, or the, Does he get one? Or, not no, WCW. I was going to say, oh. Undertaker at what, Cold Day in Hell? Cold or, Day in Hell. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Some, it's just but bizarre. One time he, yeah, take the tombstone. <laughs> one time he took a tombstone. <laughs> So, that match with Flair, do you you, you have any memories of that? It's a good match. It is. I I like that match a lot. I like Bobby Heenan's calls during the match. I've seen that match many times. Because we we never got the WWF feud that we were all but promised from day one of Ric Flair in there was that. While you were in Hollywood making movies, Thunderlips, I was winning world Titles. That's so good. Thunderlips. <laughs> but the name of the game. But, and of course, Hulk walks away as the champ. Mm-hmm. And as he said, it's a great match. Mm-hmm. Probably, great card. Steamboat has a classic on that with uh, Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah, where they reverse like eighteen tombstones with each other. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't taking it. I <laughs> got I don't want it. Give me the arm track for the love of God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have Take the arm track. <laughs> I got the funny feeling my neck's gonna give me problems down the road. <laughs> yeah, that's my livelihood. <laughs> it will be. That's my longevity. I was at a French restaurant thinking and reflecting about the time I wrestled Ricky Steamboat, so, taking a class of flowers wine. The next fifteen months. Oh, they're rough. Mm-hmm. Hogan is, the, and you know it's the longest WCW yes. World Title reign. Mm-hmm. Well, well, he only defended four times. Um, yeah, because uh, Hogan, like like as we were looking at right here, he doesn't wrestle at Fall Brawl. Nope. No, the very next show. There's actually a number one contenders match between Big Van Vader and the Guardian Angel. Guardian Angel, who is that? It's that big Boss, big boss Man. It's Ray yeah. Trailer. Yes. So, so there's your options. You're really hoping for Vader. <laughs> really well, wait a minute now. <laughs> 1988 WWF. If I'm not mistaken, that Halloween Havoc was the rematch with Flair. Um, yeah. Where again, Ric Flair loses, and this time is retired for all of what a month or two. Yep, sure. Or something like that. That that's the one that's got all the shit going on. Like it's a cage. You've got Mr. T. You've yep. got Sherry getting stripped down. You've got always a winner. I, I'm, I'm missing. There's still something else I'm Zeus missing. Zeus in that one. About to say, I, I want to say, I want to cool. say, is am I not missing? Is Muhammad Ali there? 
Um, oh man, no, I don't know that. Dude, for sure. I, I, but I that would be interesting. Uh, all right, I got. Right. I'm. Let's go to the videotape. Okay. I just gotta know. Right. I'll do a little segue go ahead. here. Um, so Hulk Hogan, around this time, as Jason and Will are looking this up, starts to uh, pull some of his power that he that he was known for, but it wasn't visible to us fans by bringing in a lot of his old uh, buddies into the world of WCW that we were familiar with in WWF and it. And these buddies weren't necessarily main eventers, they were more mid-card level. And he would use them uh, to make himself look better. And like uh, Starcade, Hulk Hogan uh, main evented the, the biggest show of the year against uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And it's, it's weird because it says Brutus Beefcake it's here so in the Almanac, mm -hmm. but I remember clearly they were calling him the Barber. Was he the barber? They then, were or? calling him the barber because WWF, I think, tried to sue them. Uh, and, and they even sued them with the barber thing because they're like, it's too close. You know, it's, it's way too close to his character. When, you know, Ed Leslie has like 25 gimmicks and they yeah, go with the one that's really popular. Um, so, yeah, Brutus Beefcake is, is there. Who else starts coming in? We get Earthquake. Well, it's the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. Like that's where okay. that's where this is headed. Like the, oh, well, wasn't he the shark? The shark. Yeah, yeah. he was the shark. Uh, Brute Beefcake was Zodiac. Yep. The Yes No was is what they oh, before they God. named him. Um, then God, what's his name? Which one? It's mine. That's sorry, buddy. Jesus. It was close to <laughs> me. Some bitch take my livelihood. Take my <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to take your <laughs> take my Miller. damn take my damn damn Miller Light here. Sorry, I'll continue <laughs> to drink my. Angry Orchard. Yeah, go ahead, you bastard. <laughs> but, uh, you don't have to get hot about it. <laughs> I'm not going to get hot. I'm going to get in the Texas Deathmatch eyes from Will. <laughs> fucking ball of Miller Lite. Um, God damn. God, what? They, Kamala. Oh, Kamala. Kamala sure. comes in. Um, I mean, that's that's the thing is with the, as a WCW fan, like life, lifelong. It's the goofiest thing ever. Yeah, we, here's the cartoons. Mm -hmm. Here comes the cartoons. And then those weekly segments with Sullivan and the Master, oh. you know, now they're 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 gold. gold. They're amazing. But as a kid, it just it's the same time the Power Rangers was on. It's not hot. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's not hot. But uh, was he supposed to say cold? I don't know what he's. Because... Right, so if I'm not mistaken, I think this is Kevin Sullivan booking. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I heard him recently well, talked about it, like. Like it's Hogan's idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. But he's, I, I've heard a story where Sullivan said Hogan wanted to create a stable. So that he could fight them and beat them, and this was his idea, and Sullivan kind of formed it himself. Which he based on like the kind of guys Hulk Hogan wrestled in WWF, which were kind of larger than life, mm -hmm. like cartoonish. Done better though. Oh, um, but yeah. you're right though, and the, and this was in the time of power. Sure. It was because you really had two main big bads that that, that monthly sent an, instead of weekly monthly sent. A monster right. after Hulk Hogan. And you wanted Hogan to get his hands on Sullivan. Right. Yeah, that's what you wanted. The white Bengal tiger. Whatever yeah. the fuck that was. Cocaine, I think. Muhammad Ali was at that Halloween. No Halloween. way. Yeah, he was. He was at that, that Halloween. Because I remember there was a lot of WrestleMania 1 stuff they were trying to... Yeah. Yeah, because dead already. I think I, if this, I, this matches that matches a lot better than WrestleMania. I'd be willing True. to bet. <laughs> I'd be willing to bet Paul Orndorff is in isn't because he's in WCW at that point. Anyway, all right, so. As you said, this next 15 months is just like as we're going through these guys. And then, of course, one I was really excited for was Hogan and Vader because it felt yeah. like we'd seen what Vader would do with Sting. It was just like, this guy's a monster. Well, we know what Hulk Hogan can do with monsters. He's killed Yokozuna. He killed the giant, or he killed Andre the Giant. So yep. he's going to do just fine, right? I, again, like, I, I remember they had a, a goofy strap match too, didn't they? 
something, something like stupid. that. It wasn't like it was Super something Bowl where he, five. Here we Paul go. Hogan beat U.S. champ Big Van Vader by disqualification. See, that's the shit I remember. I remember Hogan always winning by disqualification mm-hmm. in these matches. Um, Hulk Hogan, the next month, an uncensored. He beat Vader in a strap match when Hogan attacked Ric Flair, who had interfered. And dragged him to all four corners. Yeah, I remember there was a really goofy finish. Yeah, right? that's I don't even know. What typical that means. WCW fashion. They would just go down these stupid strap matches. So then wouldn't even know what the damn rules are. So so then uh, this now it starts to get interesting because this isn't a buddy of Hogan's, but it was to us when we were kids. We get Macho Man Randy Savage. Right, Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, as we've heard only within the last couple of months, had a wonderful idea in WWF. Where he was going, he wanted to feud with Shawn Michaels and elevate him in like a, a three pay per view stretch, which would have been incredible because these guys have only had one match that I'm aware of. It's like a raw match. It, yeah, it's either a raw it's or like a prime time wrestling. It's like a real throwaway. And it's a throwaway. But yeah, their match, it could have been incredible. Savage wanted to have one last run that uh, echoed uh, the Ricky Steamboat match. Yeah. And Vince apparently told him that we're having a youth revolution. We'd rather have you at the commentating table. Yeah, he got. He was the first one to get that quote-unquote Babe Ruth, the WWF We've moniker. We've so many times. But yeah, 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 Savage got that. And then whatever happened with Savage, it's all speculation, whatever. Right. Savage leaves, joins WCW. They immediately put him and Hogan together as a team, although they don't call them the Mega Powers. Right. And uh, they fight at Slamboree against Ric Flair and Vader and beat them. Mm-hmm. Hogan just, is winning I, I, every single match. Because I was about to say, I, say I, I know somebody out there will know it very quick hand. I'm trying to remember Hogan's first WCW loss at this point. Was it the Giant? It, it might. Well, like even that's a screwy finish. Yeah, isn't of it? course it is. Well, he loses I, by Hogan, he loses the belt by DQ. Did Hogan ever mistaken. lose clean in WCW? I don't remember that. Or, Other than the Goldberg. Yes. That was it. As far like, that's it. Yeah, because all the interference in that was against Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, technically yes, that is his one straight up loss. He he never even jobbed a Sting, I think, uh, fairly. Not fairly. I mean, like, remember the the Super Brawl follow up? Sa- Savage hits him with like a like the the spray uh, the spray the spray can. Hits a Sting paint. It? He hits Hogan with it. Oh, well, so that's Hogan. not clean. Yeah, no. yeah. So. I was looking to see here real quick, like when he first lost in, in WCW, because I, I think I'd be something to say, because so far, like just looking at it, it's like Jesus, like yeah, he's it's devastating. But he had uh, a, a habit career long of guys like Vader, that yeah, he was going to face them in matches where the matches wound up having finishers or finishes that did not require him to take their very devastating moves. True. Like, like Vader. You weren't going to see Vader do a moonsault on Hulk Hogan. Nope. Or powerbomb him. Yeah. Oh, I never. I don't never. remember ever Sid powerbombing him. Mm-hmm. Um, Brock was a bear hug. No F five there. Well, all right. So, but I, mean, I know you mean. I know you mean. Yeah. Just it's a long. It's a career wide thing. So during this time period, as well as looking this up, um, now as a kid, and this is probably what the Cena kids go through. Uh, I wasn't getting sour on Hogan. I loved Hulk Hogan, and, and nothing that he could do um, would change my mind about that. But I do recall him getting, uh, not necessarily booze, but a quieter reaction mm-hmm. than, than what I was accustomed to, you know, like WrestleMania 5 or something, mm-hmm. where the place yeah. would explode. Sure. And, and Hogan, this is the problem when you have a guy who wins all the time, is that people lose interest. Because he looks invincible. This is that Superman thing that yeah. people love talking about. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, even though I don't think that's necessarily correct. But, yeah, Hogan, as we've seen in the first five, six pay-per-view matches, he does not lose. Um, and, and, if he's, and if he's not winning, that means he's not even there. He's off shooting something. So, yeah, he boosted the profile of world championship wrestling. And at the same time, uh, it, was, it was not necessarily good for everyone that was underneath. Because he had the world title and nobody could get higher than U.S., Mm-hmm. Which was, I guess, in, yeah, in retrospect, it was frustrating. As a kid, I didn't even notice it. This was when, because this was around when I'm like 13, 14, and 15, when this transition comes. Mm-hmm. And so also the cultural transition in my, my mind where I start swaying away from the good clean-cut heroes. And then I'm like, man, this guy wins all the freaking time. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's no drama to whether or not he's going to win. Sure. And so like then I started getting disenfranchised with, with him. And mm-hmm. also frustrated that the people that I've been watching in this company for years don't go anywhere. Sure. Took a year and a half. Who did he lose to? The first time that it shows that he lost by pin, I'm not counting any, anything else but him in a singles match by pin, is Ric Flair on January 29th on a Nitro. Flair pinned him? Whoa. But then you know what's awesome? <laughs> like two weeks, like, what is it? Like two weeks later, Arn Anderson pinned him. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! There's a match I talked about. I've never heard of that. <laughs> they only fought in my in my wrestling ring at home. I know. <laughs> is this your ball so, double A with the, the the thing? Hogan DDT so as you're talking about, like you know, there's nobody's being elevated. Like it's Nobody. just everyone's stymied. And Sting. Feed this guy to Hogan. Feed this. What do you guy remember about Sting during this time period? Because obviously I, his hair started well, growing a little bit. Well, now hold I on. I do remember a Ho- uh, Hogan had to get uh, Luger. Sting and I think it was Macho to help him take on the Dungeon of Doom. So Sting kind of became like a Hogan lackey mm-hmm. at one point. Which is, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad because, yeah, when I, you know, WCW, oh, that's where Sting is, you know? So now Hogan's kind of taking the place. And, and I love watching those old things in retrospect. Like, I think they had a War Games match with Dungeon of Doom, and I saw that about a year ago. And, like, I was trying to, like, pay attention to what Sting was doing. Sting, this is why I love Stinger, I mean, he's a company man. I mean, you you can't tell on his face or anything whether if he's upset about any of this or not. But um, it, it it it's weird because Sting is a great worker, yeah, great work rate, totally. Mm-hmm. And then there's Hogan, just punch, kick. I mean, it works for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. punch, kick, pander pose. Yeah, pander. Boot. Yep. Yeah. And what's sad too is, but prior to Hogan coming, Sting was their guy. Yeah, yeah. Sure. like totally. like I mean, it was a you know it was feed guys to Sting. Instead, but you know, Cactus Vader, all this thing. But Sting was vulnerable. Yeah, that's the thing. Sting lost each of those mm-hmm. guys, and it was like a real feud. Got like that cactus the, the thing is, like, stellar. Like, the, it's hard to even call like it a really good feud between Hogan and Flair because he dominates him. Yeah, I don't ever remember Flair beating Hogan. <laughs> I mean, so that's a surprise. Yeah. Um, but um, so, so it's around this time. Yeah, it's. I was saying, you started feeling he was getting like. Did you feel watching it? I don't know how much you. I I remember, but I, I didn't oh, stick I around for. Did you feel like it was getting stale to you? I think yeah, because this was so ninety four. After I don't remember watching much WWF after WrestleMania up until uh, that SummerSlam because I was very invested in the Bret Hart Owen Hart storyline. Sure. So oh, yeah. ninety five comes around. I think ninety five gets a lot more flack for WWF than what's deserved because. 95, I started to go kind of back to WWF, and I started really gravitating towards Brett and um, that hellacious match that, or, that he has with uh, Diesel at Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. I love that match. Uh, but, yeah, I start to, 
it starts to wane a little bit with 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 Hogan, and it's it's not because I'm bored with it. It's just there's nothing really happening, and uh, I'm, I kind of miss WWF. I miss Vince McMahon, who was the commentator. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking it's, of '95, so when Nitro year. when Nitro happens, were you? Remember conf- when you first heard that? Well, one of them, the Luger thing is what really blew my mind. So I was, I remember as a kid being really confused about when Luger got in the ring with Hogan. Because I was like, who's the bad guy here? Because they're both really angry with each other. Mm-hmm. At this point, you didn't see faces this angry with each other unless yeah. one of them was about to turn. But it's, you know, remember they, they kept doing all these WWF, like, innuendos. Sure. Like, I know, you. we've been to the same places, brother. We, yeah, we travel up and down the same roads. And, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sure the complete man has been down. <laughs> well, because you got to remember, Luger was pegged to be the new Hulk Hogan, right? And uh, when he slammed um, Yoko on the Intrepid, yeah. yeah, and which was awesome. Yeah, I, I mean Hogan never got that. I mean oh, that's the one thing. Well, Hogan that... tried to slam Yoko uh-huh. at the Intrepid, and he couldn't do it. And I remember like Hogan couldn't do it. And oh, who's in the helicopter? The narcissist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wearing the same shirt as the announcer. <laughs> yeah. And he's got jeans Jesus, on. Jesus, what the hell is Lex Lager doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this fucking guy. <laughs> so yeah, he comes out, takes care of business, and uh, they set up a, a potential title match for SummerSlam, which has one of the worst finishes. Mm-hmm. That, uh, Luger beat Yoko. We thought, we thought we all thought Luger was winning the title. Yeah. Luger beats Yoko by the uh, countout. Countout. And... Everyone celebrates. <laughs> Streamers come down and even, da, 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 da. even despite the fact there was a stipulation that said there was no rematch for you. That's so true. Why? Why would that. you be excited? He was so excited. I mean, it just made him look like an idiot. But he was done at that point. Well, he had one more chance. The Rumble. Rumble to Mania. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. In retrospect, Bret Hart won that Rumble. Oh yeah. <laughs> because Luger. It's really weird what happened at WrestleMania 10 with Luger because. Um, Mr. Perfect was the referee for that match. And it looks like Perfect screws him out of the match. He does. Yeah, but which there's no follow-up with. No! It's, it's whatever. Uh, and then Luger ends up tagging with the British Bulldog yep. of the Allied Powers. Yeah, that's it. And that's that's it. That's the end of Luger. And all of a sudden, he pops up on Nitro. I just, What's I didn't, he doing? I did not know what to think. And not necessarily just because, like, oh, it's it's Lux Lager. What am I, what am I supposed to do? But no, it's more... Yeah, business shirt, huh? Oh, it's I, not a this is fluffy fire shirt. I just really didn't understand like what like the dynamic because it seemed like because again this is that point where Hogan's really like well, waning with the crowd like it's not well, yeah you, you gotta remember hasn't fully converted. Who did he fight? Big Bubba Rogers. Mm-hmm. Right, that was the match. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I mean, so, he spent most of the night. Thank God to that eat. guardian angel didn't go over. <laughs> <laughs> he spent most of the night though trying to get everybody to eat at Pasta Mania. Oh, no, Pasta Mania. This is when yeah. he was like Hogan was diversifying his bonds and shit. And was like putting his name on everything, and was in bringing that into so Donald Trump of his time. <laughs> so it's it's a little bit later on then in in ninety five is when we get the. Well, I just want to point this out real yeah. quick because this is part of the problem that WCW begins. So you see Hogan and, and Luger in the ring, and I remember thinking, oh, they're gonna fight on a pay per view, and I, my mom won't let me order pay per views. No, 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 no. We're gonna fight next week on Nitro. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Cool. In retrospect, it's like they gave that match away for free. Well, I, and and that was also recently when I was listening to Sullivan talk about. It. He just was out there to kick McMahon's ass. Oh, sure. And, and he the did. Set. Like oh, no doubt about yeah. it. Like 
that first nitro has like a, what a way to start it. It's a fun nitro too. Yeah. Like I remember, like Vince talking about it doesn't do it justice because he's like, oh, they're doing it in a mall. It's kind of cheesy. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah to it was see really that. cool. Yeah, it's a good episode. Great. I said that opener isn't isn't Pillman and Liger. Yeah, Pillman and Liger, Sting and Flair. Yeah. It's only an hour long. It's only yeah. an hour long, yeah. and they get a lot into that hour. And, and it was really on do. Um, Labor Day. Yeah, uh, it, 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 was, it was on a weekend that WWF was not, yeah, or a Monday, the, the dog show, right? Yeah, or, dog no, 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 tennis. U.S. Open. U.S. US Open. Tennis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's brilliant. Yeah. Strategy. Oh, yeah. I mean, WCW made a lot of And that, and that final moment, the, the confusing Lux Lager and Hulk Hogan moment, I'm just like, yeah. what's going to happen here? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop calling him that. I promise. I, I'm not doing it. Oh, I'm, <laughs> but anyway, I'm no. Start calling him that if you keep doing it. So, like the <laughs> next month though is the infamous like Halloween Havoc, where, I mean, maybe this was this supposed to be the big like oh, crescendo whoa. of the Dungeon of Doom? Mm-hmm. Was, was this supposed because the giant became well, part of it? We're right? not working here. Yeah. <laughs> we oh, need another okay. fellow. <laughs> so the first because we were just talking about. I had that compilation tape of Halloween Havoc. I don't know how this made a compilation tape for great Halloween Havoc moments. <laughs> I don't know. It's memorable, not for all the best reasons, but starting that run of MGM Grand, you know, or yep. I don't know if it started there, but of course, continuing, if not, it's continuing the run of MGM Grand. Um, to Joe Lewis. That Havoc is? Oh, that's right. It's the, well, the, what, was, it was the week before that the Giant was. I thought the Giant falls off the MGM Grand. He does, but I, I think that's think... a separate pay per view. I thought that was um, Halloween Havoc. I thought that. 95 Havoc. 94 Havoc was in Joe Lewis because that's where Flair... What? Man, are we sure the Almanac's right? <laughs> it's the Almanac for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless. Like, you know, the... But the I, mon- you're the, right, though. That monster truck just... It, oh, it's it, Even before that, Hulk Hogan is wearing black. Yes. What the hell is he doing? I know mustache. Yeah, he means business. And I did not... I At that I point, I had no... Mm-hmm. So what had happened with the mustache? They shaved, shaved it off. off. They That's, shaved it off. Yeah, it's a, it's, a yeah. Samson, it's, a, it's kind of an illusion. Uh, it's supposed to be an illusion. Uh, to what is this symbolic of? Yeah, where he, <laughs> he shaved. You shave Hogan's mustache. He's just an old bald guy. Yeah, and is, and this around the time where Hogan's holding like that ceramic head that looks exactly like Hulk Hogan, and he's no, like, no, that's no? an NWO. That's thing. an NWO. Okay, is that yeah. a Sting trick? Or no, something? I didn't remember if that's a Sting or One Warrior Nation. <laughs> oh, give it, oh man, that'd be good to get into it. Yeah. But I digress. But because uh, that was, it was like the the giant was. He was like the ultimate evil for the Dungeon of Doom, and he was scary as fuck. Yeah, and, and they were saying oh, that he was the Andre the Giant's son, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I remember that clearly because I was like, I don't know about all this. Like, like that was like the first questionable. thing. You don't look very him. French, pal. <laughs> yeah, Andre obviously had you know, baby. Like a, he like a gruesome off to me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's big show. I could just see Andre like coercing Lita to have his child, well, like the Kane storyline from like, 2004. For anyone that's keep killing the baby, oh god! For anyone uh, listening that has never seen any of this stuff, uh, it's worth seeing just for seeing the big show uh, moving around that ring like he's a cruiserweight, yeah, uh, doing like missile drop kicks off the top rope. I mean, this Man. was incredible stuff yeah. back then. He was doing. He did like if you listen to the Jericho Big Show podcast, uh, he was doing moonsaults at the house shows in Japan <laughs> and landing them. And then he came home and or he came to the hotel room and there was a message from Hogan said you got to cut that out. I don't want to take it, brother. You're killing the gimmick. Take the moon. So I, I mean, it's almost like was he? I've telling? heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're killing the gimmick or are you outshining me or, or uh, it's that's Hogan politics. And and it gets. 
It should be an epic match mm. oh. because it seemed like between Vader and Giant, they kept wanting to recreate the Andre yep. match for Hogan. And now you've literally... Yeah, you got the chance. Yeah. And it, we have monster trucks. We have the Giant falling off. I think I've read roof. somewhere that that show with the monster trucks, that, that's one of the like most... One of the biggest situations of WCW losing money over one show because they've got a helicopter camera yeah. that's 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 filming this thing. This is ninety five. This isn't cheap to do this. No, 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 no. And um, I say it would be cheap now, but it'd be. You can't a strap bit. GoPros to the bottom of them. Oh, you it's, pay someone. It's so cheesy uh, because you know what is it? Hogan knocks him off the, the top, and then Hogan gets comes down to the ring like two matches later. So obviously that was pre recorded, and then Giant comes in with. With like really wet hair. What'd you do to me? <laughs> and Bobby Heenan just wants to know if he's alive. I remember that. <laughs> Could somebody just tell? I think that's the the one where he gets on his knees, Bobby Heenan, and like is like looking at Tony Schiavone. He's like, please tell me, just tell me. It's so it's such it's it's bad. It's another just and it's a what I remember this match. It it is. I'm not gonna say it's hard to watch, and I'm not gonna say it's horrible, but it's not. It's not quality. No, because if you flip the channel to WWF, they're doing a lot. I, they are. I don't care what I'm saying. They're doing a lot more sophisticated things. You got, uh, let's see, '95. Bret Hart's your champion, and you're, we're coming up on uh, Rumble, where the one where Shawn Michaels wins. Yeah. So they set up their Iron Man match. Right. You know, and I mean, everyone's like, "Oh, nobody wants to see that match." And blah blah. blah. Sorry, that match is still like. A blueprint for the stuff that we see now because these sure. are the two guys that weren't big muscular you know just circus freaks that yeah. could put on that's a great show yeah yeah because that's that's what they were and i remember being heavily invested in wrestlemania 12 yeah and at this point hogan was just kind of i mean i have to look at the almanac because i don't really remember anything from that well after so the well, we can't go on with talking about how's that I mean, it's just... The storyline? Just the height of stupidity, the mm. ending of that match. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think Hogan actually loses the belt in this match, technically. Without taking a pin. Without... He... It's a... Does he not lose the belt to the Giant by DQ? And the Yeti? The Giant beat world champion Hulk Hogan by disqualification at 1348 when Jimmy Hart hit Randy Anderson. <laughs> And then he wins the belt because of that. Well, I, if I'm not mistaken, like I know there's there's a there's a weird title. Like Hogan's like technically his first title loss is his goofy. first title loss. Du, 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 du. Um, Randy Savage three. See, this is what happens when we we don't plan. Here we go. Here we go. Talk about being technical. Uh, on on November 26, 1995, Randy Savage won the world title. And the reason he won was because he won a 60-man battle royal at World War III. Hulk Hogan had lost the title to the Giant on October 29th at Halloween Havoc yeah, due to a just... clause in the contract placed by Jimmy Hart that the belt could change hands on a disqualification. <laughs> Since the disqualification was due to Hart's interference, the title was declared vacant and put up for grabs. If I'm not mistaken... Jimmy Hart was managing Hogan. Jesus. And Why he, would he put that so, in the, in the well, contract? Did he, did he swerve? I think so because he winds up taking over the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah, I, that, to become like more so than just here's what's job. crazy. Oh, look terrible. at look at the very next show after Halloween Havoc '95. You see what that says? That's Hulk Hogan in a draw against Sting on a Nitro. Yes. Okay. Not, another match like giving it away. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna say it's their first time wrestling. It, it may not have been. It may not have been or whatever. But still, it's like like. That's the way they booked Starcade. Yeah. Well, every Nitro, I remember when someone said, "Hey, 
I mean, like, because I didn't have cable. They're like, dude, do you see this? Is like, no, it's not. No, they said every week it's like a pay-per-view. Mm. Every week. Because there's no, that's when jobbers started going away. The problem with that is, though, what does that make pay-per-views? Right. Because we had this discussion once with WWF during the Attitude Era, where, what was it, you had heard that they wanted to say that every pay-per-view, or sorry, every every Raw was a pay-per-view, and every pay-per-view was WrestleMania. Yeah, and it's and that's, even nowadays, that's, if you watch the way Monday Night Football is presented, it's presented like a playoff game, it's presented like a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. like just the way, like... So it that that trend has actually continued very much. So, in terms of wrestling, wrestling is very influential with that kind of stuff. With wrestling, in a lot of ways, because remember, like even as recently as like the last what was it? I think it was Survivor Series. It starts off with a promo. Mm-hmm. Survivor Series started off with a promo. Yeah, that's like, right. Like it was. And I was a, like, is this raw? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it, every now and then, like you know, that sort of that becomes uh, you know the trend of things and stuff. So to get back to the timeline, uh, it's nineteen ninety six. Hulk Hogan is still doing shit like fighting the giant. Um, oh, what's this? A doomsday steel cage match at Uncensored where Hogan and Savage basically beat the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one I think with Zeus and... It, Flair, Anderson, Sullivan, Luger, Barbarian, Mang, whoever the hell Z Gangsta is. That's Zeus. And, and who's the ultimate solution? I don't remember that. Yeah, Tower of Doom. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. yeah, it was like the precursor to the triple cage. Uh, Hogan uh, doesn't go to Slamboree. Hogan doesn't do... Well, this is interesting. Hogan doesn't go to Slamboree, nor is he at Great American Bash. And now we're at Bash at the Beach. So, yeah, so Hogan's so, been gone for a while. Uh, and, and this is when, like, you know, we, if, if we watch the Monday Night War, like, you know, this is, the, this is when Hogan was welcomed back in the, grace, the good graces of WWE, and he recounts these stories about, you know, uh, was it... The, does he talk about how they first went to Sting? Yeah, Does he, yeah, he says he that. About there's a part they're leaving out, and it pisses me off. The original third man was going to be Bret Hart, because they were trying to get Bret. And they don't talk about that on the network for some reason. I don't know why. But um, they couldn't work out a deal with Bret. Bret didn't want to leave. So yeah, then it became Sting, and, which would have been cool. Yeah. Because that could have set up a... Unfor- what that would have done was, unfortunately, it would have reversed Starcade. It would have set up Sting as the heel against Hogan the face. Right. But then, because because of the lack of interest in Hogan, the fact that he was getting more booze than cheers, I think, at this point, um, I think it was pitched by Eric Bischoff, which is the, it's the greatest idea he ever had. Now, uh, to set this up, uh, and I was watching these Nitros, and it was very strange to see not Nash and Hall. I was seeing Diesel... Mm-hmm. And Razor Ramon coming out on the t- on, on TV and beating the living hell out of everybody, and I'm talking everybody, yeah, including Eric Bischoff. I will, you know, when I saw Nash powerbomb him like through that stage, I, I thought yeah. wrestling was real. I was like, oh, yeah, it's oh, real. Yeah. You can't you can't fake that. Um, and they kept hinting uh, at a third man that was going to come into Bash at the Beach and and help them. And okay, so it's going to be Sting, Luger, and Savage against. The Outsiders and a third man, and they wouldn't name him. Now, it's the only thing I remember about that bash. I don't remember anything else. Um, no, there's, there's it, nothing. I mean, like you could go back and see it now, but like there's, because they you've been programmed that that's the only important thing that ever happened. Right, that's true too, and I need to watch that show again. But 
the, the match is kind of a, a schmoz fest for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just kind of all over the place. and It's another one of those no heats because you're waiting on the third man. Mm-hmm. It's like when... Who, yeah, does not come out with Nash and Hall. Right. You know, uh, the third man is being saved. And this was really kind of like... This was very polarizing because I was watching WWF at the time and I loved Diesel, love Razor Ramon, still think they're better than Nash and Hall. Like I was really attached to those characters, and all of a sudden they're showing up over here, yeah. and this is huge. Yeah, of course. So then we start to see Hulk Hogan uh, coming down to the ring, and it's brilliant. It's mm-hmm. one of the gr- it's arguably my favorite thing WCW ever did. The way that that it's handled, and he just comes in and leg drops Randy Savage. Yeah, and th- I love watching the crowd. Oh, when it happens, God, it's it's like this. Like yeah. the crowd's like yeah, and then he drops leg, and and you I'll see a lot of disheveled. Yeah, it's I'm, like what the hell is this? And what what the icing on the cake of it though is that Bobby Heenan's commentating, so we get to see him in a way turn face yeah. as this is happening. Because I told you about this about Hogan for years. <laughs> yeah, and he's in it for himself, and that, it cut that awesome promo in the ring. Yeah, the trash is getting the only time I ever like trash getting thrown in the oh, ring. Oh yeah, because people were pissed. Yeah, and you can call this the new world order and. It was revolutionary, and granted, we found out years later that Bischoff took this idea from uh, Japan. Right. Yeah. Uh, but hey, there was no internet then, was, so it didn't happen. This was money. This war. And it was a refreshed new Hulk Hogan. Yeah. This you know, was unthinkable. As a viewer, this is amazing. Sadly, like now, like when you look back, I was like, this only created probably more problems. Sure. Because now you're lot. now you're giving, like, you've made him now like. The, as the ultimate heel, now he is the ultimate. I guess, I mean, if, not to say he wasn't the ultimate character before, but in '96 he doesn't even have the belt. He's really not even there. But yeah. now you've given him just all the chips. This gave mm-hmm. him new life. This made him seem fresh. Yeah, yeah and that's like great. Said, uh, you know, to not to bring up Cena again, but everyone's waiting for Cena to turn heel. We've been waiting for it for years. Yeah. yeah. We never even thought of Hogan turning heel. Like, it wasn't even a thought that entered my mind and that Hogan I, would I, ever become a bad guy. I, I, and if, if you take children that are, that are, or if you look at how old we were then, and how kids being that same age now, they don't fathom John Cena turning no, heel. No. no. They don't grasp it. And what's weird, too, is, um, I mean, other than Flair, I can't think of a bad guy that people liked. Like, Hogan made it the. It's good. He to was like, cool. It's good to like the bad. He wasn't as a kid. Like, as a kid, I absolutely hated what he did and sure. stuff. But what, looking back on it, it was so cool. Mm-hmm. The little video vignettes, and it wasn't just Hogan is a bad guy. Now we have to boo him. He completely changed his character. Mm-hmm. The only thing that didn't really work with it was, I thought, was that he was calling himself Hollywood Hulk Hogan, and he's from and he's from Hollywood, and he does all these great things outside of wrestling. Now even as a kid. I knew that Mr. Nanny sucked. <laughs> it would have been great if there was some movie some that movie he was a part of. That was big. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to Three Ninjas. Yeah. Because that's the shit he was doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it, that wasn't good. But it didn't matter because when he was in the wrestling ring or cutting promos, nobody could beat him. Right. Nobody Hogan could. Hogan was the most hated man in wrestling. Yeah. And in many, and in many ways, like you said on the previous podcast, he, on two lists, he's the ultimate heel and the ultimate face of Absolutely. all time. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's wild, and then, like, it, it, that NWO run is really spe- is, Which is one? special for. How ba- far are we going? Well, like, to, like uh, if we go into like from '96 through like '97, it's really incredible. good. It's really good. Although you're, 
the seeds of where the problems are going to become are, are becoming evident because I'm not sure when they exactly would a three-hour nitro. Do you remember? Yeah, no, it was before then because they were occasionally special. Like it was just something that would happen. It's one of those like because they would come on at eight and go off at ten, and then there was still an hour left to right. to watch Raw. And it was just in that big phase of Bischoff really just. Or you don't even have a reason to turn over there now. We're going to go until they go. Right. And another problem with this, when Hogan is face, he is destroying all the heels. He is just decimating them. They can't get one up on him. Now, he's destroying all the faces. Right. And, I mean, I remember I mean, you look at almost he... every single one of these matches. His first title defense on pay-per-view. Um, well, he finally gets a belt against sorry, the Giant. Sorry, sorry. He beat the Giant. Yep. At Hog Wild. And then he beats... Uh, Wait a minute. Kevin, Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and an imposter Sting. Yeah, beat. bogus. Bo- yeah, bogus Sting. I remember bogus Sting. They win at Fall Brawl. Hogan beats Savage at Halloween Havoc. Um, Hogan no shows World War Three. Now, now, remember, what we're about to get into is the Piper. Yeah, we're getting in. We're getting. This was. Oh, let's talk this about was this Piper stuff. It, er, this I'm, was so good. I, I may be a little bit ahead. But I remember that. I remember that when he shaved. I just found. It's a movie where he played. I mean, he was playing. He was doing the Jean Claude Van Damme thing. Yeah, <laughs> he was doing the double duty where he's like the kid's dad, but he's really a secret agent. I've never seen that one. Oh yeah, this but is yes, about that time. let's talk about Piper because this was made. This was so well done, and it's hardly ever talked about anymore. Right. Uh, but Piper, this really for me is his last great run. Sure, and mm-hmm. he is captivating. Uh, in this part, I'll never forget that when he comes out on Nitro and cuts that promo, where he says, "Do you think they would have cheered you so much if they hated me like as much as they did?" And it, Piper could be so psychological with yeah. the way he he looked at things. And I remember the promos, the video vignettes. I remember Piper like spending a weekend at Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah, and just, oh yeah, I remember the badass. I remember was. the lie, the Eric Bischoff on the phone. Because he was trying to call like there was a, there's only one man that could beat Hogan and it's Piper when they were going to court him mm-hmm. and Bischoff's like I'm outside his house he won't talk to me and these are like broadcast over the PA during and then that's when it's unveiled that that Bischoff the uh, he's part of the NWO he wasn't really doing any of that like they used they did two things they, essentially they brought in Piper which would be awesome but they used it just more of a plot device to bring Bischoff to the NWO well and here is where I I think. Uh, some of the problems start because uh, even as a kid, I remember being a little miffed about this. That the, at the biggest show of the year, Starcade, Roddy Piper was going to fight the world champion Hulk Hogan in the main event in a non-title match. Which, as a grown-up, that just tells me, well, Piper's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way they'll let Piper win is if he doesn't take the belt off. And he actually, you know what? I think he beat Hogan clean. He beat him with a sleeper. He well, beat him in, here's the in thing. Macho. That's when it, Macho it, Madness it, started. It, it's, it's another one of these like the times when Hogan's going to quote-unquote lose clean, but it's not going to put anybody over because he, over. he passes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't submit. He doesn't get pinned. He, Which is funny because he submitted a Luger a few months back before this to remember when they exchanged a belt for a week. Mm-hmm. Luger won it on a Nitro, and then Hogan Was took it back. Was that before this? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I do remember it. Mm-hmm. Just bizarre. But, yeah, that, I couldn't even... I, Didn't want a job, no. uh, yeah, to Piper. And th- this was... Apparently, this was one of the highest, m- most bought uh, WCW pay-per-views. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, because of, because of the match between Piper and Hogan. And I, I watched it recently, and it's, it's no great shakes, but 
because Piper, he's not he's not much of a worker in the ring, and we, we neither's Hogan. No, but it's the storyline that, that it was the really, beginning. It was the beginning of old timers' day. Sure, because like we got it late, you know, wheelchair later on. wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not to knock them. I mean, this their few the '80s were a long time ago. Yeah, and, and even then, mm-hmm. and it. It was great. I mean, like, it's just a whole, now, wait a minute, I'm used to seeing this flip, like, where Piper's the bad guy well, and Hogan's the good guy. So it was a lot of woe and curiosity. That's a good point. Because when you talk about wrestlers that are wrestling now that continue a feud from, like, nine years ago, like, when Undertaker fought Triple H, and we're like, oh, you know, these guys fought back in the day. It's the end of an era. doesn't seem that long ago to us. No. It's actually even shorter time uh, when you look at Hogan versus Piper. And the difference is, I wasn't even alive when that feud was going on with them in the 80s. So mm-hmm. that seemed like an eternity ago. And it was a one-on-one. They never really got the true blow-up one-on-one match. Right. They, mm-hmm. they did war to settle the score, which was a blow, which was a double DQ or whatever. Right. But they never got to really do that, which should have yeah. been the main event of WrestleMania 1. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess they wanted more celebrity. Uh, so yeah, you're right. This was the beginning of, okay, let's, let's just get the guys that we know that are going to make money. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. then we, we roll into 97. And I mean, like, this is when I feel like... I, 97 is still really strong because it's just like you're just waiting for Sting. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, we have to talk about that. So like, Sting has disappeared. Right. Mm-hmm. He did after the bogus thing because everyone thought that Sting really turned his back. Mm-hmm. And then he came out. And I remember it was a hell of a Nitro promo because he turns away from the hard camp mm-hmm. and gives the promo to... Promo. The, the promotion? promotion? Yes, to the, the fans, promote. not to the camera. Mm-hmm. About and because he's like everyone's turned their back on the people that that have been my friends for years. People have been my rivals. He's for just years. now figuring this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, so he leaves, and that's when you don't <laughs> see him. And I forgot how long it was because his hair was barely past his ears at this point. And then the next time you see it, it's getting crowy. Right. Like I think it's it's after Starcade. Well, no, because it's before then, because Macho started, Macho Madness started hanging out with Sting in the rafters. But it was Starcade uh, 96 where Macho decides he's going to join the NWO because he helped Hogan. So Sting is not competing. He's showing up sporadically. And um, did you go to Uncensored? No, I know you did. Okay, I mm-hmm. went to Uncensored. Uh, with with dad, that was my first pay per view, and uh, that ridiculous main event with the stipulations from hell. Super overbooked. Yeah, very, one of the most overbooked matches ever. The one where dad exposed the business to me. <laughs> I, I never looked back. But uh, the the only reason that pay per view is important, other than I think Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko had a really good match. Yes, um, you're right. At the very end of the match, Sting drops from the rafters. Still don't know what side he's on, and he just stands in the ring, and then he just starts unloading. On the NWO and the place erupts. Yeah. Because that was the night we knew that Sting was WCW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it was awesome. Sets up an amazing main event because Hulk Hogan couldn't be a better villain, as we just said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be better. And so, just that from Uncensored, was it February or March? Uh, yeah, I think February. it's a March. Yeah. February March. is Super Bowl. So, March. March. <laughs> what is this? The Civic Center? What's the hell? The Maybe the almanac is wrong. It says, the, yeah, Charleston, South Carolina at the Civic Center. No, no, no. It's the oh, North Charleston. North Charleston Coliseum. Coliseum. That's their <laughs> livelihood. That's <laughs> the Civic Center kind of sounds like where you go to see Shakespeare in the Park during the winter. That's where I feel like I went to probably see Bruno if I was alive in like the 60s or something. Yeah. Not at the gods. <laughs> but, um... That build was so special because you had the ultimate villain and the ultimate good guy in the chase and then it was the independence day of wrestling builds 
it really it, it that, that's what it was. It's mm-hmm. one of the last really like it was the last you took great your time with it. You wanted it. You didn't know when it was going to happen or even if it was going to happen. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you can just skip to the finish of the damn thing. I mean, that's the yeah. that's the real shitty part of how Starcade ends. It's like I was very anticlimactic. Oh well, there is one notable thing we have to talk about with Hogan. Uh, Bash at the Beach. Uh, oh, with Rodman? 97 with Rodman. Because yeah. this was so cool. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I didn't know who Carl Malone was, but I knew who Dennis <laughs> Rodman was. Oh, yeah. And, and DDP, in retrospect, we've heard what? Well, remember, that it wasn't supposed to be DDP? Well, remember, this is the first one. So this is Luger and the Giant versus Rodman and Hogan. Remember, Rodman did the, the wrestling thing a year before Carl Malone oh, did. Oh, oh, oh. They do it the next year. Yeah. They do do I don't it. even remember that. Yeah, because there right. was a lot of... This is when the Giant got kicked out of the NWO because he won World War III. Yeah. won his title shot. Right. So then the only face that would have anything to do with him was Luger. And, yeah, because this was... This was b- before... This was before the Luger and Hogan swapped the belt for a week again. Because that happened before Sting, too. Because I think he did that to Luger twice. Where Luger wins the belt and then Hogan takes it back within six days later. <laughs> Jesus. See, that's the thing. I remember that happening in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's Hog Wild or Luger. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yep. So, <laughs> yeah, um, this was the best use of celebrity that WCW did, and uh, of course Hogan's attached to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Dennis Rodman being in there because he fit so well mm-hmm. uh, with the NWO. Oh yeah, he, Dennis Rodman totally. at the time was, and he still is. <laughs> He's so easy to hate, and what you put him with Hogan, and it was a match made in heaven. So we get that Rodzilla, Rodzilla, Rodzilla. Yeah. yeah, that was God. That was some good it was, stuff. It was great. It yeah. was really great. It, yeah, if only knew his true feelings. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. There you I'm go. Just kidding. If only knew how I really felt, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Starcade. Uh, it's the match is absolute shit. Yeah, it's yeah. not even a good match. Nope. And what's even the story the we started finish. hearing? Is it right, someone so, told Nick? Yeah, you know. Right, so Nick Pat. It's like Nick Patrick gets told two things. The the creative is supposed to be it's a fast count because mm-hmm. he's a, he's a trick he's a trickster ref he's he's swerving mm-hmm. so then that sets up like Brett to come in and save the day and be like no we're gonna restart the match because I'm you know basically tired of screw jobs because that's coming Two off of Montreal yep so that makes sense that's not bad it's not bad you really don't need it but if you're gonna do it okay but we've had that discussion before too if if, if that screw job was so near and dear to Brett's heart why the why, hell would why, why, not just this time. It gets repeated with Brett a lot, and it's it's. I think that could also be spite. I'm gonna spite maybe. you if you know. But what does what does Nick Patrick do though? Well, Nick Patrick talks to Hulk Hogan, who apparently says, "What like no, no, you don't don't count it fast. Count it." Well, he says, "Don't count it fast. Don't count it slow. Be somewhere in the middle." Which <laughs> law of deduction? That's a normal count. <laughs> <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna. So look like you're counting. Slow. So when he counts it and. I hate that. St- I wish Sting would have just because you hear this with guys like when they talk about taking a, a pin and it's like they're having to trust the referee, but they also have that that they keep that kind of sixth sense where it's like I need to kick out mm-hmm. or I need to do right. something like yeah. a tag team match where yeah. they, they break the count, but the guy puts his shoulder right. up just in case he's too late. Mm-hmm. I hate this so much because Sting gets pinned clean. Yeah, he gets a big boot and a leg drop, and that's it. Yeah, yeah and it's just. Dumb. It makes <laughs> it makes everyone in this match look dumb. Every, Bret Hart is coming out there just so he can look dumb too. Yeah, that was a fast count. But it, and then so like Sting gets the belt, but it's in limbo. But see the, again, like it they, seems like everybody who's taking the belt off Hogan, 
doesn't really take the belt off no, him. No. And not even when Sting, finally, when he does officially get it at Super Brawl, he only keeps it for um, one pay-per-view. Uncensored. Who did he drop it to? Macho. He drops it to Macho at Spring Stampede, who then loses it the next night to Hogan. So Sting was a transition. Was like was in a way almost like a, tra- um, yeah, a, transitional, a transitional champion. Yeah, and you remember like this is ninety eight. So uh, this all right. WWF. Is oh yeah, the hottest that they have ever been and so will ever be. This is when I really started noticing like the things that like were, were, were I wasn't liking about WCW and why like I was going to go watch the guy who's cussing and flipping middle fingers. The three, the, the three hour nitro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't you can't trust the rattlesnake. Can't trust my find yet the Arby's. Three-hour nitros that, uh, I'd say almost three-quarters of the first hour, is the NWO entrance, the NWO promo. And Eric Bischoff's The Greatest Man on Earth. I mean, it... Those promos. It's almost like Hulk Hogan was giving us a live production of his ego. Mm -hmm. Here it is. This... I... What I was talking about with Jason is like somebody, he's just so reluctant. And it gets worse, Mm -hmm. obviously, because we get into our timeline and we talk about it. Yeah. A man so reluctant. To I, I, the thing, I'm shocked. I am always so shocked that he did the job to Goldberg. Which I mean, we're 98. We might as well just go ahead and you can go ahead and cut to it, pretty much, because he's he holds a belt from Macho all the way up until that point when he drops um, it at Goldberg in the summer of 98. And, yeah. Yep. And thank God he did, because I mean, all right, forgetting about business and forgetting everything, it was an awesome moment because a WCW homegrown guy beats him in his hometown. It's a huge moment. Yeah. Probably the biggest night in the history of WCW. Sure. Yeah. It's in Atlanta. In the Georgia. It's in front Dome. of like 35,000 people, which you know isn't what can fill that place, but that is incredible. Yeah. An incredible number either way for a Nitro. Yeah. And I, I remember watching that and just get being so excited because I, I loved Goldberg. And, yeah. that, and, and during his first run leading up to his first defeat, right. I was a Goldberg guy sure. big time. Yeah, he was... The man. He he was so, the man. Then like then it gets kind of weird because Hogan kind of. Well, he does. It goes back with Rodman. They go on the Tonight Show. Well, that was before. Like, remember after he loses a Goldberg? Like, I think um, we get. I think we get the Leno blow off, don't we? Is yeah, that? Yeah, because because like on <laughs> I the way to the this, Bischoff is doing the <laughs> Bischoff's doing like where we're talking about Hogan's ego. Like those twenty-five minute segments where they have the talk show set on Nitro, yeah, and they just sit yeah. there, and it's like Bischoff's behind Tuesday the night desk, Titans. and <laughs> and Hogan's just with his legs propped up, and they're just talking about crap that was so. As a watching this live, going, Jesus. okay, no, I missed. You're you're right about when Paige and Malone take on Robin. It's in it's a bash of the beach. Mm-hmm. So in July '98, so he does that run with uh, which is. You know, it's not bad. Again, like exciting because Malone and Rodman just faced off in the finals again. Carl Malone does a nasty diamond cutter. Oh, with the Carl Malone forty-five degree angle clotheslines. Carl Malone body slams Dennis Rodman. Like, oh yeah, this stuff is so. Cool. Watching those two, like when when they're doing just the ring rope run and they're doing the leapfrog and stuff, that looked great. Yeah, just these are athletes. And do you remember what happened with Rodman at this time? When he skipped, I remember skipped this man the papers. Yeah, he 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 awesome. skipped practice to go to a nitro. Mm-hmm. They find him an astronomical amount of money mm-hmm. uh, for, just for missing practice. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't give a shit. No, uh, Rodman, uh, he was on his own planet. That's what time. made that great. That's I know part of what made him. He had a mystique like, to him because uh-huh. of this stuff. So we he get, we kind of get back to back celebrity things with him in '98. Does mm-hmm. the Leno? Well, the first one works great. The second one. 
I remember thinking it was a cool idea, uh, the payoff. Like, what does Jim Ross, what does he say? That uh, wrestling died when Jay Leno put Hulk Hogan in a wrist lock. Yeah, yeah and it's a five-minute five five long wrist lock. And Hogan sold it. No! They, they hold it, and it's like you <laughs> see bad. the sea of photographers flood that and get those shots, and it's just flashball, flashball. And they hold it and hold it and hold it. I don't think anyone's ever, back when wrestling was those like two and a half hour just submission roll around the mat, you know, things that anyone had a five minute wrist lock. So here, leading into October, this is where (laughs) Bret Hart finally gets a Hogan match. And it's a no contest on Nitro. And then on October 12th, quite possibly on paper, the most incredible match that could ever happen Sting and the Warrior against Brett and Hogan. Yeah. Oh my God. The Blade Runners. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah versus a. Which I think they they make a reference to, not full on, I think, but they they lightly go to it. But this is all in build towards Hogan and. Hogan's gonna and fight Warrior, Warrior again, yeah. and and we we are so excited. Um, Warrior has this thing going on called OWN. That's right, the one Warrior Nation with two members. Yep, don't don't want to inflate it too much. And, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but I mean, without knowing what happened aside, this is exciting. Yes, we have a huge pay per view coming where Hulk Hogan is gonna fight the Ultimate Warrior, who's who's going by the Warrior. Yeah, right. And. And we also have Goldberg versus DDP in what we think will be uh, Goldberg's first loss. Yeah. This was one of the last times I was really excited it's for a Impressive game. double main event. On yeah. paper. On paper. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. And one match delivers. One match does deliver. <laughs> nobody sees it. Nobody sees it. We saw it the next night on Nitro, though. WWE fashion. Nobody paid the cable bills. What a match. And it's... it's. I love that you brought it up on the... Not to get off topic, but you brought it up on the radio show. Yeah. That Goldberg-DDP match is so good. Yeah, it's really good. Because it... It was. It was the first time you feel that the the undefeatable is defeatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Jack Hammer knew a diamond cutter spot. Holy and smokes. coming from a guy who hadn't had the belt yet, and like yeah. you, you kind of had this who like allegedly was concussed and like out of it the entire match. Yeah. Like for Do most, he was Goldberg. Oh Goldberg. Yeah. Oh, that that explains I don't a know. lot. I remember the. Uh, he was moving his head like I, I love. I, I well, except for the psychology of it, why DDP would ever go for a vertical suplex? <laughs> it's just not smart, and he muscles him up no problem. But that Hogan Warrior match, um, I still have not actually watched it because it's, I have heard enough about it to where. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got a guy who really does not like Hulk Hogan. Period. True. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a guy who Hulk Hogan just so badly wants to get over on television to make up for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Where he lost clean. And and I and they bury Warrior on this. Yeah. They bury him. They say that this was all his fault. Blah blah blah. No, I, I'm not buying. Again, him. Hulk Hogan's ego is on display. Now I'm going to I'm going to revise my WWF history by beating the guy who I was supposed to pass the torch to, but I didn't really. Yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't. He was holding. Um, There's a lot of good. Uh, a lot of good builds, though. That's when the... It's a great head, build. That's the mannequin head, I think, ah. is there. And because it's also the, the warrior in the mirror mm-hmm. image that people mm. like to do. One of my favorite things is there was... The whole thing with, with warrior coming is the... It was almost takerish. Is the lights would go out. Everything would fill up with smoke. And, like, this was... You would see, like, the NWO black and white would just... They'd be filling the ring. And then they would be laid out. And there's the warrior in the middle of the ring just beating on his chest. Don't even have to do anything. One night, apparently the lights didn't go out enough, and it's on TV, 
and no one bothers to cut away or do anything. So you can clearly just see everybody lay down, oh, especially old Virgil, just laying down all comfortably. The crowd is booing, and then you see Warrior kind of crawl out of somewhere and stand in the ring and start doing it. And the that people just boo. Like, well, no the trap door thing is what's been... Uh, it's a... You can't you can't just say it caused the British Bulldogs death, but his he got he got injured so that. badly off that that that's what really mm-hmm. created you know further the addiction on, with the painkillers, which so I've heard that indirectly associated with what that. Was that trapdoor? Uh, what was that associated with? Like, as his secret thing? entrance. That's Warrior's like entrance into the ring. Like when he'd do these moments where the the stuff would hit the ring, he would like pop and up. What happened to Bulldog? That's a, I've that, heard that trapdoor was goofy. Like and, and when people took bumps on it in other matches. That's and, it. That's that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Instead he of wasn't just, the only one. There were there were others that but it was suffered bad. I mean, like, just, it was a it was a one moment brawl for all. That just <laughs> just took out everybody. Uh, um, so now we because yeah after that he's gone for the rest he's of the year. He doesn't know um, uh, nothing in November. Nothing at Starcade for him. Nope. The next time we see him because it's weird. So he's doing like this retirement, running for president. Remember, there's all this other oh, like because that's when Jesse when, when the mind. Won right. the governor, and then Hogan came out. That's the first time I remember him with the boas, was as Hollywood when he came out with those boas and, in the, the so you know what? We need to take a kind of a step back. There's that the schism in NWO mm-hmm. mm. that happens in '98 that goes into '99 and then, of course, ends abruptly. Which we just found out what the reason for that was. And I mean, it just so like that whole original NWO, like, I, I'm always curious what that dynamic was really like backstage with those two guys because, for all intents and purposes, those were up and comers. Uh-huh. I mean, granted, maybe maybe age doesn't isn't on the side of Nash so much in that, and is an up and comer when you're that old. But still, these guys were newer Nash talent. Nash was newer. He was part of the new, the new generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the dynamic of those guys kind of having to be in the shadow of Hulk Hogan when they were the guys who really kickstarted the quote unquote invasion of the outsiders and everything, mm-hmm. which that's what we talked about. Like the friction backstage you're just and Brett I was rereading part of Brett's book where he talks about when coming in there like everybody is stabbing everybody in the back you have factions of and I love how he's like the only like good group is like the Mexicans like it's basically what he says and it's like it's kind of true those luchadors are like the only guys who like weren't out to screw somebody over yeah they just wanted TV time and the show out he the compa- Latino world order baby he had Hogan and his cronies probably like knobs beefcake <laughs> Bukaki, <laughs> Brutus Bukaki, but and, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's what's so funny is like, all right, we're gonna work around this guy's ego. All right, so you know what? We'll create two NWOs. Yeah, which was cool. Was. F- oh, I, F- when I was watched at first, again, because yeah. uh, and I had an NWO red shirt. Yeah, because these were bad guys that I could root for. And basically, what the way this worked was every week they would introduce a new member, but they weren't bad guys. No, they weren't. They weren't, they weren't bad guys. Yeah. See, and that was the problem because WCW was still good. Mm-hmm. NWO Red was good, mm-hmm. you know. And then there was NWO Black and White, and right. so we had three things going on here. They were they would introduce a new member every week, yep. and I remember it would be Sting, Luger, and then it started to get shitty. Conan, and then Macho, Macho. Uh, that was it. Which was cool, and then that was it. It was a much smaller version well, of the they, NWO. I remember the there was a. They were going this. It's before Macho Wednesday. No, I don't remember if it was before Macho or something. But there was a Nitro where they were going to bring DDP in. Ah, oh, yeah, that'd be. And what was that? It's one of my. I wish you could specifically find something like this, but you can't until WWE decides to grace us with some more Nitros on the network. Um, but 
Nash is in there talking, and Sting and Luger are standing next to the rope, and Luger drapes the black, the red and black T-shirt over the rope, and he just turns and looks at Sting, and they just look like an old married gay couple that were so happy. He just cuts them and looks like, this is fantastic. <laughs> like, it's just this great look. And then Paige comes out, and Paige, uh, Paige comes out and gets all, You this is look me. so... Man, what the hell are you talking about? I get up and you get out there like a gay like Hogan or Luger and Sting look like a gay couple look, and Paige is hanging if out. If I can find that screenshot, you'll understand. Then Paige comes out and cuts a five minute promo and I think he's knocked out by somebody. Yeah. Let the inmate run the asylum and the whole thing goes to hell. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry it's not a 15 minute taker montage of yup and this and that. But Man, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But no, hey, it's, here we are, a timely term taker. Oh, that came from us first. That's true. Yep. But um, it was, and then like when he disappears and he come, like he's come back with the boas and mm-hmm. he's coming back and the. He I goes like for a rejuvenation of his image, but it's. Can I just say this real quick? Yeah. Super Brawl 99. World champion Hulk Hogan pinned Ric Flair after David Flair stunned his father with a taser. Yeah. I don't remember another taser incident. No. That's <laughs> when they. That's, that's like the introduction for Wilson. Two months later. That's two months but, later. But, but I, all right. So before you dive into it, the finger poke of oh. Doom. Oh the most yeah. Infamous like. Let's do it. We got to get Hogan the belt back again. Did they make up by this point? I'm tired of being no. running. I'm tired of you too. It's been ten months. Yeah, because this isn't just a title change. This is the the death of Wolfpack. It's like the merging where it's now. It's, yeah. NW, Hogan's now red and black. Yeah. And if you're black and white, you're the B team. Was that yeah. what they call it? Stevie Ray was your big hitter. So they promote this big match between uh, world champion Kevin Nash versus Hulk Hogan uh, at the main event of Nitro. And this is, for instance, purposes a match that you kind of would like to see, I guess. You know, like, <laughs> and, and Goldberg would have it, but he apparently has uh, got a restraining order by Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Jesus. So the match starts. Finger poke to Nash. Nash falls. I love watching the crowd because everyone stands up at the same time. Yeah, right. Hogan wins. Nash and Hogan hug. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's such a middle finger. Not, to not, go back to the memes from the, the real recent stuff, have you seen the one where someone says apparently a sniper takes out Kevin Nash? <laughs> <laughs> the one that was going for slaughter. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. that's good. So like in 99s are interesting because you see him with Flair for a little bit feuding Flair with him. Flair beats Hogan for the title. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, a, and, um, the and one it, and only time like I feel like Ric Flair has legitimately beat Hulk Hogan. This is quite a win at Uncensored. Flair not only wins the world title but he also becomes president of WCW within the same match. Oh yeah. So if, all right. Is uh. All right. So it is. The, okay. I'm because I'm trying to remember. It's because at some point here. I guess it's still for a little bit. Remember, he starts. We started to see now people wanting to see the other side of Hogan again. Oh uh, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, this is big. Uh, so yeah, it's that point, it's been be- four or it's been. No, I'm sorry. It's only been what three almost years. almost three years. Yeah. But three years in '90s time is a lot different than three years in aughts time or whatever. Right. right. It's 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 very different. So yeah, Hogan is pretty stale at this point and. Yeah. I remember watching the E True Hollywood story of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it's it's awesome because it goes through his WCW time, and he goes he goes well. One, it's like no matter how bad things can get in wrestling with your character, you can always ask for forgiveness, and that's where this comes in, where Hogan wants to return to the red and yellow. Which, sure, why not? We've tried everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Because it was start, it, it was, it was starting to swing again. Like people were starting to nostalgia was starting to come in, and when he comes back, like that is one of my favorite. WCW moments, not just for that mayhem track, but like it's genuine. Like, oh my! Because you know what was great about it? it was like they did. This is one, and maybe it was inadvertent with this. He didn't come back his face with the red and yellow right away. He was being face Hulk Hogan in '99, still in the Hollywood persona. But then when they did the bit with his kid, where he, Nick. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. where Nick Grand Theft Auto himself, yeah, he asked him to put on the the red and yellow. And when he does that is the moment you're talking about. It's awesome. Just amazing, amazing moment. And I don't remember any of that run, but I remember that first night. Well, I mean, it's strange because in that era, that's when he he ends up beating Kevin Nash for the, the world title. Okay. He ends up, uh, and another strange like, occurrence here we get is when Sting, this is when Sting finally flips. Yeah. The, remember? The not accepted heel Sting. Yeah. Hogan beat Nash in a retirement match at Road Wild. We all know how that worked out. Um, Sting defeated Hogan at Fall Brawl to win the world title. I don't remember that. And then that's, we're in our That's when he line. turned. That's when he turned. Mm-hmm. That's when turned? Sting turned. Yeah. Oh, Sting had to cheat. I think, yeah, he had to cheat to, to get it. Again, Sorry. not a clean pin. But Sting's not a heel. I, <laughs> I just, remember what we I remember we saw it. Like, you know, it just didn't. It didn't fit. I people didn't want it. I they can't refuse to accept it. It's no. like Austin is a heel. And then that's that's where things just get weird with the once Russo comes in. And oh shit, we're gonna do the lay down at Halloween Havoc. And when I go ahead, and then we come back, you know, a few months later at Uncensored and or for Beast or, Luger. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm sorry, I think it's for Super Bowl. He comes. Is it for Super Bowl? He came back. I'm trying to remember. It might have been Franze. He comes back first for the the Luger thing, and then he gets the Yappa Pie. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he comes back at Super Brawl to beat Luger. Yeah, it's Luger and then first. Yappa Pie, the Apple Pie strap matches at Uncensored. Mm-hmm. Spring Stampede, I think he... It's is that, the, is that Kidman? Yeah, this is yeah. when we start getting... No, well, no, no, no. no, no his, Spring Stampede That's is, where he uh, double chokes him through the... Yeah, that's the big segment. Right. Yeah. So then they fight at Slamboree, mm-hmm. and then it's Great American Nash... And then Nash at the beach, right. uh, <laughs> um, where there we are. Yeah. the 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 biggest thing that you can just see when you take that step back, and I mean, this isn't anything new anyone's ever said, is that from the very start, it was not, it was a guy so reluctant to leave behind the fact that I was the top guy, and I guess I'm the top guy forever, no matter what. Even didn't you even get the feeling? When he when he's come back, like in the last recent, like the last year, when he came back for or last couple, I guess for when WrestleMania 30 was coming around, and he always still felt like he wanted to to, to own it a little well, bit. Up until what happened earlier this week, um, we were told that Hogan was getting into shape for one more match at WrestleMania 32, which I'm gonna say it right now, it's still not off the table. WWF likes to fire people and then bring them back when he's Oh, back sure, in. sure. Although this, is, I think, is a special case because I heard about this through WWE. Oh, wow. That, yeah, well, I was on the phone. <laughs> they released it. Jared Briscoe yeah, was know, calling him. WWE jumped the gun on this, I think, but they got to it before news outlets could release the information about Hulk Hogan. Uh, so they fired Fit Finley a few years ago. They brought him back within a few months. Sure. You know, like they do this all the time. Yeah, but I mean, just to, I mean, this kind of supports with Hogan. Fifth Finley's no Hogan. That's true too. You're just like some Irish, but some Irish trainer. You don't think about 
But Hogan is money. Mm-hmm. Like when I went, I went to that Target down the road to get another figure. They I have know. so many Hulk Hogan figures in there that I didn't even know existed. They even have one with boas, and it was it became so overwhelming. I just walked out. They, if they are, <laughs> <laughs> what a reaction! <laughs> I can't. I'll buy I, either. I buy all of them or I buy none of them, and that would have been in the hundreds of dollars. Uh, hope the fact that they still have all those action figures in stores for a guy. Who peaked in 1989 or whatever? Right. Uh, like that's huge. Mm-hmm. Hogan will be back. I have no doubt about so that. The, the, if you had to compare, just all right. We're not going to get in because I would love for us to talk. This 2002 run is amazing. Yes, but mm-hmm. we this won't, Rocky Balboa run. We won't. We won't touch <laughs> that's that. What I thought. We won't touch that just because it's it just fun. doesn't seem fair to do it now. But if you compare it now, you have a block. You have two blocks of work. It's WWF run, which is the classic Hulk Hogan run. 85 to 93. And then the WCW run now. Now, how would you compare the two? Do you think like they're more similar than you than they may not have been in the past when you looked at them? When you just kind of take into account all the, the sum of the parts? Hogan's mm. politicking in WWF, in retrospect, doesn't really seem to come into play until around WrestleMania... Eight, when he's fighting Sid, and it's originally he was supposed to be fighting Flair, and you and and there's that Royal Rumble incident with Sid. Where I mean, he's kind couldn't of you really say that he's doing it since WrestleMania four? Like, sure. I mean, Flair, uh, Savage was holding the belt, and, and, mm-hmm. and the only reason Savage got the belt was, was because, because of, Hogan. of Hogan, and then they they remain you know in, in a buddy buddy. But, uh, but I can excuse it because I think of that time period, it's. And possibly of all time, it is the greatest storyline that WWF ever did was Hogan and Savage. Sure, it's wonderful. Um, I, I've the, the WWF run is significantly better. Of course, yeah. The WCW it's legendary. Is, it's, yeah, it's it's great. It's fun to go through it all over again. Right. It's can. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't compare the two. See which one's better. Mm-hmm. But they are remarkably similar in a lot of ways. To where it's like. You know, anytime there's somebody else that could really take the throne, sit on it, and Warrior. we might be able to get something going. I mean, well, he drops it at Warrior just so we can probably do Suburban Commando, right? Or no, was that... Or no, did, no, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, to, I, I'm sure when he lo- dropped it to Savage, he went and did No Holds, no holds Bar, right? Mm-hmm. So, even like in the 90s when that really, that really wasn't a thing with a lot of the guys he buried. I mean, he wasn't going out to, you know, he wasn't dropping the belt to go film Mr. Nanny or anything. Or, you know, I'm, I, I just picked one, but you know what I mean. Like the the movies. Pick, yeah. one. Out of the can and into the man. When your sidekick is uh, George Jefferson. George Jefferson. But it, it's, it just seems just so sad that, like, even like, even back then, like, guys like Savage, guys like The Warrior were just kind of, and even Bret Hart then at the end, they were. He was always finding ways, even if it necessarily wasn't like directly, but just directly in a rat, like for, for short to long periods of time, just found ways to to crush them behind the scenes. I mean, that's I why you can blame Vince too, because Hogan didn't have creative control in WWF, as far as I know. But um, who's in his ear? Hulk Hogan's Hulk, in Hulk his Hogan's ear. Hogan's in his ear, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and Vince, he said it on numerous occasions that if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan. Um, what he'd be like a tax attorney or something like he 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 he'd be okay, but he wouldn't have the money that he right. get. Sure, which is I it, I think it works the other way around too. Um, 
I think I think every I think they were scared to do anything with anyone else other than Hulk Hogan, but I think they were more willing to try uh, than WCW was. And I mean, you can also throw that in with Creative Control, right. which Hogan, you know, I, I guess he he earned it. I don't like Creative Control whatsoever, right? But if it exists, I mean, he's the guy that would have it. Like Bret Hart has said numerous times in the in the book that um, no matter what people say about Hulk Hogan, this and that. The guys made money. Yeah, sure. Because of Hulk Hogan. But it's not to say, like, I'm the only guy who can make money. That's yeah. the problem, is now it's like... Um, I was going to say, I, I had the point in my head, and it just slipped away there for a minute. But um, well, what do you all say, the Jason? way... I mean... Well, Hogan's run in WCW was a very condensed version of the WWF run, first of all. I mean, time-wise. I mean, it just goes with the nature of how old he was and the way that things were changing. But also, you mentioned a lot of guys that were in the WWF that were like his plot points and reasons that he left. The big matches that we were covering just now and that and WCW were also all, he was almost a, uh, I can't think, I lost the term, but like a, a spectacle match. I mean, Rodman, you know, there was always... A special some, attraction. Yeah, they were a special attraction, almost all of them. I mean, Sting, Hogan, and Starcade. I mean, for all intents and purposes, was a special attraction. I mean, because you built on it for so yeah. long. And, and you know what's fun about a special attraction? I don't have to. I don't have to try not to make somebody look good who's not really a wrestler. Right. <laughs> so, That's like true. the rest of the guys he wrestled, like, because go can, through the list of all the guys we talked about. Did he make any of them look good? Well, that's that's what I wanted to ask. You're just you. bitter as a Billy Kid. Well, <laughs> before I ask you, at the very least, I can name several of his WWF matches that I think are fantastic uh, from that era Ultimate Warrior Randy Savage like he had a lot of these the only match I actually think is really any good in WCW like truly is his match with Flair at, at 94 yeah like that, that's the only one that's truly good but let me ask do you think he put anybody over in WCW made anyone look strong made a career like because Ric Flair is notorious for this where he made so many guys I, I mean yes the Goldberg match we talked about he beats him yeah, definitively. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no BS. There's really no there, there's there's no shenanigans where Hogan gets the belt back immediately no. off Goldberg. No. It's pretty definitive. But at the same time, like I have a hard time saying that made Goldberg's career because I think He's Goldberg was going to make it anyway. Like, like if, Stone Cold and Bret Hart. Yeah, I mean, but it was. I got to say that it, that seriously took Goldberg from like top B rank of all. To, it to it a is. It's a huge turned, moment. I'll, I'll give it to it. I'll say that he made. Goldberg, a superstar with that match, even though he really already was, but mm -hmm. and he would have gotten there with or without Hogan. Because, mm -hmm. uh, but Hogan, he definitely had a hand in it. I, I, Sting is the most, uh, like the most. Even set aside Billy Kidman for a second, the okay. poor guy. I don't think he made Sting. Not at no, all. He made Sting look worse. Yeah. Sting was never like after '97. He he never really was the same. But I do think he made Warrior. I really do. I would say he made Warrior. Uh, Warrior. Never really had a good match other than with Hogan and Savage. And I think his Rick Rude, his you think the, the Rick Rude stuff. They're, they're I think they're pretty good match. I think Warriors okay. a Warriors a unique person like that. As easy it is to bury him for his work rate and that six match is a classic. But hit, when it came to a big stage, and as much as JBL talks about John Cena being like the big game, big match Cena, big match big, John, big, big match, match John. Warrior was the guy. Like what? Big match warrior. Yeah. When it came to big matches, mm -hmm. WrestleMania seven, that guy like brought it to a main show. And 
you know, it's it, it, I talk about another guy. I'm sure it's it's a whole other topic for another show. Probably at some point, it's talking about the Warriors' ego because that guy had a whole other mountain of ego compared yeah. to Hulk. Hogan, Arguably but. worse. In some ways, I think arguably it's true. worse because Hogan. There's always that SummerSlam thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, At least Hogan let all his hatred out secretly and didn't know it was recorded, as opposed to well, yeah. Hogan anything. knew the difference between what what you do in front of the camera and what you do behind the camera. Mm-hmm. And, and Hogan is a businessman. Granted, he's in the business for himself, but he will make his dates, make his appearances. So yeah, I, they were going to pass the torch to Warrior. That was the thing. I remember if you one of the sound bites from WrestleMania six is. This is the guy that's going to take the WWF into the 90s. No, he doesn't even get through 90. No. Well, no, he makes it to 91 Rumble, and, and then Slaughter that's it. kills him, yep. and then that's it. Um, I, I'm, I'm more forgiving of his WWF run. I really am, because Warrior pinned him clean. And granted, I don't. that's one thing they don't talk about with that, pin, with that clean pin is that Hogan actually kicks out at three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he, if, if, if he had had like a half second, he would have been out at two. And I, I think that's a real fuck you. Yes. Yeah, I agree. That's so. what's ironic about the Nick Patrick thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Count fast on the... Or sure. count or don't count fast. Just count normal on my leg drop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so... And, Jerk. And, and when Hogan, before Warrior died and revisionist history became a thing with his story, <laughs> it really did. Hogan would tell the story of WrestleMania six, leave out that part about kicking out at three, and say, but if you look at the camera in the audience, they're all watching me go to the back. You know, and it's and Hogan's not helping at WrestleMania six. He goes up the the ramp and then he st- stands and turns around, puts his hands on his hips, and just looks back at the ring. Because all right, mm-hmm. if, he doesn't just leave and, like Brett did. Or, yeah, he doesn't and, just get and, the fuck out. In all fairness, I guarantee you they wanted that to be the match at yes. seven. Mm-hmm. That had to be the match at seven. Yeah, and it would have been monstrous. But what they, but from what they say, attendance was down with Warrior as champion. Yes, which they is had hard to, to believe. Okay. Kids loved Ultimate Warrior, yeah, but maybe the adults didn't. But in like Sean and Brett, right? Ah, right. Yeah, kids, right. adults love Brett. Kids like Sean, adults don't. No. <laughs> so, oh, oh, I was go ahead. Yeah, with go Hogan, ahead. like we were go talking ahead. about this off air, um, with uh, I'm not, but just you talking about Hogan not wanting to leave the spotlight. Like we said, like I think everyone can agree that Hogan was the first worldwide, uh, just. Icon. He's a superstar. Right. Because, you know, these were still during the territory days where Bruno's your man up here, Junkyard Dog's your man in Mid-South. I mean, just all over these places, here's your man. And then when, when Vince takes the WWF to make it national, and then not just national, but he's he's an icon around the world. He's the first one. I get kind of not wanting to let that go. I mean, just... And, and not saying that, and I'm not defending him in any way... I would, I would say, me in the same position, I would claw and do what I can to keep it. I mean, sure. I'm not defending him because it's all pretty shitty. But if he had just been more workable and more willing to put guys over, mm-hmm. I think we would all have a better opinion of Hulk Hogan because during his whole WCW run, he could absolutely go. Yeah, you know, he had like unlike what Vince was thinking with, oh, it's a youth movement. No, they could still use guys like Savage and Hogan to put these guys. Sure, over. of course, and it would have been a very different. If they would have, I don't, I don't know. I, I have a hard, and I, that's why overall wonder. Like, what was the whole? What was even the point of us doing this? It's not. It's not to really just go through Hulk Hogan's history because I think pretty much everyone knows it at this point. They all do, but it's. I love talking and, about Hogan. He's the reason I got into wrestling. Well, yeah, and it's, 
it's one of those cases where as as a child and I'm always curious I'm going to be curious when the generation of Cena kid fans now grow that, up mm-hmm. how will they look back well, and granted it's not in like, a way they already have because he's been doing this for so long so well, that's yeah. why it's time like Hogan was when I was 5 Hogan was WrestleMania that's Hogan I'm about to be 16 that's when he goes heel that's when my perspective like you know my world perspective was changing too it's about time. It's about time. These kids that grew up with Cena are now going to get disenfranchised with the guy winning all the time. It's sure. just the these. Oh well, Cena wins. Yeah, it's just always. That's the thing. Is like though the thing they're not looking at is every. There's more eight year olds every day. Sure. You know, like and and I get he with all the stuff like you know we we Hogan did a lot of make a wishes. Yes, he did. I mean, he's no Cena when it comes. No one is when it comes to that. So, Cena doesn't know the difference between his character and real life. I don't think Hulk Hogan knows. That I don't think yeah, either. I once heard someone say that about Hogan that everything Hogan does is a work. Every We're, single thing. Is mm. it is it is it way too much to put on him that he both simultaneously made WCW and killed it at the same time? Because if you look at the years of when things pick up and fall off, a lot of it has to do a lot with where he is going and stuff. Where you know it's it's one thing if he uh, you know. He outlived his usefulness. Yeah. He definitely sure half life. By 97 to 98 is when he needed to take a step move back. on. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's not even retire. It's like go back to WWE. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, there wouldn't be an attitude error by, if he was there. If he did in 98. By 97, 98, with him holding on to that belt and just kind of, you know, again, we're talking about younger guys that aren't finding a way to get over. That's when things really start their decline. You can talk about three-hour nitros. It's like you have a guy at the top that's just not willing now. Once you know, you've really reached you know, your, 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 your peak to let it go. It's there are just, so many similarities with Cena. It, like just hearing you talk about it, it's so many. Like of course he's going to fight Rollins for the title. At SummerSlam. But no. some of that's not just Cena. I mean, like, there's too much money. And like we were talking about there, if they where spent, WCW was afraid same, to invest in someone else. same mistake WCW made. True. Where, where they're not taking the time to build a new star. They're, like, they had it. They fucking had it with CM Punk. They had it with Daniel Bryan. But that's not Daniel Bryan's fault. You know, his body just wore out. Right. Yeah. You know, right. They just don't want to pull the trigger on another guy. But I'll tell you, they will when Cena has that injury that takes him out permanently. They'll, they'll have to do something. Right. Right, because you know, like I remember spitballing ideas about thirty. You know, before thirty happened, it was like, what's the main event you'd want to see? Like to really usher in the era, you do like a thirty-minute Iron Man match or something with Punk and Brian, and it's like that's the title match. Yeah, and like to really get this thing over, and it's just the paths are so similar. I see now um, with WWE and, the and way then, it currently is. And two, the since it seems like it's a hundred percent bash on the Hogan, we've heard a. We've heard things about Cena behind the scenes at times. Zack Ryder. I never understood why that didn't turn him heel. When he made out with... Uh, oh, I was even talking Dave about like further... Like the like stuff with Mr. Kennedy. Oh, and... Um, You've heard... Like, um, Alex Riley. Yeah, I mean like... That story. I, I, this, I mean, this all stuff that just kind of exists out there. I mean, I, you know, whether or not it's... it's. Now, there's the good stories like Jericho getting hammered and Cena carrying him back to his hotel yeah, room. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not going to go too down down that path, but it's just it's like, just, you know... It's a slippery slope. What they're doing right now, and the problem is there is no WCW anymore, like or a WCW type company. Nobody leaves anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody leaves. That's why Randy Orton's still hanging around, 
and just like Jesus, I, he's just not interesting at all in any way. Because you don't whatsoever. feel like one, at any point he's going to have the title. So no. what's the point? And if he does get the title, then we're all fucked because it's just it's boring. It's just bland and it's over, and they they won't let it go. Mm. Yeah, he's just like I said, they cheer him by default. Where Cena, it's 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 kind of frustrating because they'll do the let's go Cena Cena sex thing, but they won't cheer for the other wrestler. Right. And, you know, it's and well, looking at where we are in our timeline now, I mean, Hogan's about to be or he's gone. he is gone. He is. This gone. is the end. So I mean, that still gives several months of no Hogan, and yet we still get. A, a, a dumb right, company. and I mean it's I, it's I, not to say that, point of no return, maybe. Th- th- well, I mean, we were past. I mean, that's, that's why, what that's, this is. That's I mean, why it, the question was a bit loaded to say that you know he is con- he contributed to both the rise and the timely. fall, like a hundred percent. He definitely contributed to the fall, absolutely not a hundred percent clearly because yeah. I mean it's as we're going to see, there's a mountain of things that are going players. on behind. It's not just Hogan, it's Nash. No, and there's yeah. things behind the scenes that have nothing to do with wrestling that are going to yeah. affect it. Sure, by or mergers and things of that nature. So. But we're going to be kickstarting a, a, this, I, would you call it a new era? It's a New Blood Rising well, pay-per-view. It, 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 <laughs> it tries. Oh, it, boy. Yeah. <laughs> God bless it. It tries. Can we have a final word on Hulk Hogan? What is yours? Um, he's one of the greatest of all time. He's in my top five. He always will be. Um, it's just a shame that it's something that we've talked about for a long time where it's a shame when you have to see someone that you idolized growing up and you get to see them for who they really are. Yeah. And you have to try to separate the two. It's it, it, not just wrestlers, it's actors. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's totally. Mel Gibson. All entertainers. Like and you have to make a decision as to whether or not you can stand by them during stuff like what's happening with Hogan right now where it gets really hard. Right. You know, um, it's unfortunate, but... Uh, there is no doubt he is the. I don't think I honestly don't think he's the biggest star in WWF history. No, and but he's yeah, he's number two. The, but he he put them where they needed to go. Two thousand two is something that is a very very special moment, and we never thought we'd get it. No, and, and even and, when they and, and the what's doors. what's really amazing is it. I think it does in a way redeem what we just went through with ninety or to the two thousand. Oh, if Bash he had died beach. after that, that would have been <laughs> terrible. Horrible. Oh, you talking about uh, after that run in two thousand two? Yeah, or or, or, when he, he came or when he beats McMahon at nineteen. Yeah, you know, if if that had been the end, like that would have been perfect. Yeah, he. I think he absolutely redeems himself um, with his two thousand two. It's run. an amazing run. What's your final word, Jay? Go ahead. And I mean, my final word on Hogan is just like like Charlie said. I don't think that there would be a wrestling podcast today without him. No, I, think I wouldn't still be here be... without him. Oh, he meant that. No, I w- <laughs> no, no, I really don't think so. I would. I, he was the only wrestler I even liked. I would skip to his matches. Yeah, I mean, there's there was a lot of it, it was. He was the it just it's just super nerdy, but people get it. He's like the Dragon Ball Z of wrestling. He was just enough to get you into it, and then as you grew, you started seeing like you started liking. I like this guy because look at all the stuff this guy's doing, or this guy's saying this. Like he started a lot of stuff. He wasn't the beginning for me because I, I growing up he was I was a gateway. I was an NWO yeah. kid, but yeah, he absolutely. I mean, cartoons, SNL movies. appearances, movies. I mean, he he took. I mean, yeah, Terry Funk was in some movies, but we loved his movies. I I, I still stand by Suburban Command. Oh, it's yeah, fun. As one of them. Yeah, well, as my favorite wrestler movie is Suburban yeah, Command. Because Terry Funk was never the star of a movie. Uh, he was in what? Over the Top? He was in Over the Top. He was always someone's heavy. He was in Roadhouse? Yeah. yeah. 
He was yeah. always, always the heavy, the heavy yeah. not the focus. Yeah. And yeah. Rocky what, three, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, totally loved, loved him in Rocky three. He's the reason I watched Rocky. Right. <laughs> like I used to fast forward just to that match with with Rocky. What about you? I'd say the the end. I think it was the moment you realize that somebody's not the, it. For a long time growing up, it was like Hulk Hogan's the end all be all. Of, he is professional wrestling. Without him, wrestling dies. And then, like, what's funny is when you get older and you realize, well, that's not really true because there are so many guys that have been better personas who have uh, been more almost, you know, connecting through the television, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to, wow, that's somebody I can really believe in and everything. Because I never, as much as I liked Hulk Hogan, it wasn't until, you know, the characters of Down the Road that we saw. So it's interesting. Like, I agree with both your points. Without him, I, I, none of this probably really exists and everything. It's just funny when you get down the road, the combination of you watch enough of other people and you're like, wow, like that's what that guy can actually wrestle. He may not be able to talk, but look what he can do in the reverse of Hogan. And then when you get further down the road, you see what Steve, I mean, Steve Austin changed everything. I agree. Re- I still say Stone Cold Steve Austin is the biggest star in the history Absolutely. of the business. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he, I think he eclipsed Hogan. But the, the incredible thing is, Hulk Hogan had the, the one thing that you can say about him that nobody can say is uh, he made two companies. Yeah, he made and two he, of them. Yeah, and he contributed nobody. to the downfall of two companies. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, TNA, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even yeah, count that. That's a whole nother run. Right, that's a whole nother run. <laughs> we, but is there a TNA podcast? <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, <laughs> what no. would that be like? Because yeah, there were days when TNA was quite good. Yeah. Well before Terry well Bollea yeah. walked in. The well doors. before Eric Bischoff doing an acoustic cover right. of Iron Maiden in the middle it, of the It's ring. tough. I, I do have to agree. If, if I had to just kind of shorten it, that final point is I completely agree. Like, it's it's a he's a sad it's a sad hero. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. a hero that, you know... We, but he refuses but, to admit his faults. Mm-hmm. When he starts talking about God pointing the way and now... Shut up. I just admit what you did was wrong. Right. Oh, oh, you're talking about recent. Huh? Well, I'm talking about that. <laughs> the guy he did it when Nick was in jail for the car a- the mm-hmm. car accident. You know, maybe God has it out for him, but he does you know for him doing bad things, but he doesn't have it out for you. I don't like Hulk Hogan the person. I don't like Terry Belay. Well, that's where we got to separate. I know. I mean, and like that's, that's the thing is if, if wrestling if wasn't so half of being a wrestling fan is giving a fuck about what happens when wrestling's off the air, and if that didn't matter, I'd still like. Hulk Hogan would still be Saint Hulk Hogan, if you think about it. It makes it so difficult with Hogan because, like I said, I I truly think everything he does is a work. So he really is like Hulk Hogan, and the character has just transformed into Hulk Gibson. Just at this point, (laughs) overall, just a a a guy who never realized it was time to move on. Yeah, he still doesn't. He still doesn't think it's time to move on. No, no, and that's ultimately the real shame about it. So. But very interesting. Again, like I, I don't think the the goal of this show was to to go through Hulk Hogan's history and per- point out anything new or anything like He's that. He's too important. But it's a fascinating person to talk about when you go through that WCW run because on the surface it was like, oh wow, yeah, exactly. He's coming in the doors. He's beating Ric Flair. He's got the belt. But then it's like, what's he doing after that? Oh, 
Dungeon of Doom, 15 mm-hmm. months, we get this mess. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, he's... Thunder in Paradise. And all his buddies are on. Well, that's home. why he was finishing out his obligation to do Thunder in Paradise, I think, at the same time of having the championship. Do you remember belt. that promo that he cut with NWO where he talked about Ted Turner made all these promises to him about movies and this and that, and he never got any of it, and that's one of the reasons he turned heel and blah, blah, blah. like, sorry, it's, it's just, your movies oh, are no your good. Your name is Hollywood, like, but you're bitching about not getting to make movies. Yeah, No Holds Bard is ironically good. Right. And Suburban Commando, which was originally a Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito movie. Right, that right. Got tra- which would have been amazing, too. Oh, yeah. But I, I love that movie. Especially with DeVito is. as the Hulk Hogan part in, <laughs> in you're Arnold. You're a dead man, Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I was frozen today! <laughs> Take the tombstone! Oh! Yes! <laughs> Anyway, so next time we're covering our show, basically. New it's Blood Rising, one, guys. And, and, it. It, and, it, and it already feels like the New Blood thing is already very passe at this point. Yeah, if it wasn't for... I, I think they would have done it already and name a pay-per-view if the pay-per-views they started this weren't already named recognition. Well, I, what is this the, one replacing? This would is be... This re- Hog Wild? Yes. yes. Or yes, Wild. Yep, Rogue Rogue right. Well, that, Rogue that Wild. one can go. Fuck Sturgis. Right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not to all our, bikers to all our Harley fans that are out there that uh, ride the Harleys and listen to the podcast. We apologize, but your pay per view sucks. Man, shit. Man, they get us under the bus. Man, they gave that shit for free. Man, you believe that, man? Yeah, that's why. I, I they, just, you just, it was you just free. rode up on your bike and grabbed your engines. I mean, Taker was probably there. <laughs> in disguise. He's like, he's dressed as a blonde woman. There ain't gonna know I'm over here. <laughs> but we're gonna be covering that next time. It's gonna be a lot of fun because, uh, well, it's like you said, we get to live in the post-Hogan era of WCW, which really doesn't last very long. No, but and, and Hogan would probably say that the company died because he wasn't there. Right. That's me, brother. Uh, don't forget, please send us your emails about the 20th anniversary of Nitro. Yeah, uh, that's I got coming a, up. A good story from a, a friend who refuses to email it, but <laughs> I think it's—I mean, his phone was off for two months. Poor guy. But uh, he told me, and it's a great moment too. It's a beautiful. He was at there. Oh, cool. Uh, he's in the mall. <laughs> no, his is a different one. His was the 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 one that was in Greenville the, the night that Flair came back. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, abuse of power, there. right yes. on. Yeah, I was like, yeah, where he said abuse of power like a million times. Which, yeah, that was the one that he supposedly wrestled Benoit in a dark match. Oh, see, there you go. There's a teaser. Yeah, but um, the New Blood Rising podcast is a part of the OSW Podcast Network. So please go to piledriverwrestling.net to listen to our show along with some of the other ones too, covering various different eras of professional wrestling. We're on Twitter at New Blood Pod and on Facebook. If you just type in New Blood Rising Podcast, we're out there. Hell, we even have a damn koozie for sale. We're merchandising. Like we're merchandising. Can you believe it? You can pick it up off our Twitter page if you want to see it it's through Zazzle.com. And merchandising. Everything. Merchandising. But, um, I myself, but the real money from the podcast is made. <laughs> That's right. We'll make tens of cents. It's, <laughs> it's, it's actually 33 cents that we make on every koozie. Awesome. Watch out. We're all going to be doing podcasts. We'll be getting that new microphone in no time. (laughs) You think maybe we can get some padding for the carpets of the dogs? (laughs) That would be awesome. But um, I'm on Twitter at WilliamRankin83. I'm at CM underscore Stabs. I'm at the Jason Kiesler. And we'll see you guys next time at uh, New Blood Rising. Take the New Blood Rising. (laughs)